Hey everyone, you're listening to episode 119 of the Keto Diet Podcast and Happy New Year. Today we're chatting about why just stopping eating isn't as simple as people think, what keto does for weight loss goals and how it's different than other diets, emotional eating, the perfect time to start a ketogenic diet, and so much more. If you have questions about today's content, you can head on over to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. Today's podcast extra and transcript can be found at healthfulpursuit.com slash podcast slash e 119. I got one cool thing for you, and this is really exciting. It's about a free training that I'm hosting because January is totally dedicated to busting the keto myths and sorting out fact from fiction, which is why I'm holding a free training on Wednesday, January 9th. So, in a couple of days, where you can join me to get the truth behind the three most stubborn keto lies that are holding you back, plus answers to top questions, including why even the most dedicated keto women struggle to get traction and how three simple strategies might be all you need to start seeing better results. You don't want to miss this free training. So you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash training to register, then add it to your calendar and set a reminder because I'm only doing this for one day. There are a bunch of different times that I'm doing. So head on over to healthfulpursuit.com slash training. I'll include the link in the show notes today. If you're unsure, register and I will see you there. Okay, let's do this thing. Welcome to the Keto Diet Podcast, the show all about keto for women so you can burn fat, balance your hormones and heal your body. Starting and maintaining keto can be challenging without the right support. So just for listening to the podcast, I want to give you 20% off the keto beginning with the coupon code keto podcast. That's all one word. This 30 day program gives you a clear step-by-step how to, so you can quickly adapt to a ketogenic diet, avoid common struggles and get the results you crave. Go to healthfulpursuit.com slash begin to get your keto beginning discount today. If you're new around these parts, I'm Leanne Vogel. You may know me as the international bestselling author of The Keto Diet, founder of HappyKetoBody.com, or maybe you know me as the nutritionist that likes dipping pork rinds in avocado oil mayo. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thanks so much for listening. Today's guest is Suzanne Ryan, who's the founder of Keto Karma and is the author of the best-selling paperback, Simply Keto. After struggling with her weight for most of her life, Suzanne stumbled onto the keto diet and decided to give it a shot. In just a year, she lost more than 100 pounds and in the process, reclaimed control over her health. Suzanne has now lost a total of 120 pounds and openly shares her weight loss journey via her Instagram, Keto Karma, and her blog, KetoKarma.com, in hopes of helping others. If you have a copy of my program, The Keto Beginning, and you want more support with weight loss and everything that we're chatting about today, head on over to pages 22 to 24. And also we chat about weight loss and restriction starting on page 40. So check those out. Okay, let's cut over to this interview. Hey, Suzanne, how's it going? Hey, good. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it it feels like we should have done this forever ago. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Oh my gosh, thanks so much for making this happen. I like to ask all of our guests before we get started, what does keto mean to you? Oh man, so it's changed so much over the years. I think um, at first, uh, keto to me was kind of like a possibility of 
okay, I feel like I've tried so many things to get healthier and to lose weight. Um, and like, maybe this is like the missing puzzle piece. And like, maybe this is like the thing that's going to change my life. And then it kind of shifted to like, wow, like it's actually something that gives me a sense of peace and something that has changed my relationship with food. And I'm no longer in this mode of constantly craving food all the time. I have more energy. I feel more balanced. I don't feel like, you know, I was so heavily addicted to the foods that I was eating. So then it kind of switched to like being this just very peaceful place to me where I wasn't even caring so much about how much weight I was losing, although I was excited about that too. But I think for the first time in my life, I actually felt just that sense of like peacefulness that I wasn't so heavily addicted to like the foods that I was eating. And then it's kind of shifted to like me just really appreciating like all the different layers of it from like the community to the level of peace that I have in my body to, you know, I think just having this truly be something that's like a livable lifestyle I think at first I was kind of like, I'm going to do this until I lose weight and then we'll see, you know, and, and I think it's just cool to kind of like really dive into it and then see that it really is something that you can live to stick to thrive on and not feel deprived on. So it's just kind of like ever flowing and changing, but I just, it's, there's, it's so means so much to me. Yeah. I have a very similar experience of it starting off to be so small and then turning out to be such a huge gift that I was not expecting at all. Totally. And you mentioned maybe this will dot, dot, dot. And that's kind of how all diets start. What other diets had you tried in the past? And what kind of got you to that space where it's like, I got to try this keto thing. It sounds crazy, but I'm going to give it a whirl. So I, I basically started struggling with my weight when I was in middle school. And I had tried every single diet that you can imagine from that point in time until I was probably about in my like mid twenties. Uh, um, I had done Atkins, like Weight Watchers, um, like different shakes, slim fast. Um, I actually even went to like a medically supervised weight loss program where they gave me B12 shots and appetite suppressants and I was busy all the time. And um, I would like go in and weigh in every week. I literally tried everything. And sometimes I would have very short term successes and then I would fall off because it like either wasn't sustainable or I wasn't re like in the right mind space for it or I like there was something there always seemed to be something. And then I had pretty much gone to the point where like I had just given up. And at that point, I was a little over 300 pounds. And I just kind of felt like, you know what, like, this is just my path. And this is just who I am. And I have tried and I clearly want this change, but I can't just stop eating like what the advice is to a lot of people. It's like, they'll stop eating so much or just, you know, um, when people don't really understand what it's like to really struggle with being morbidly obese, there's so much more than just the food. It's the emotions, it's things you're going through. It's the way that you cope with things. Um, so I think it just seemed at one point that it was like too hard or impossible. So I pretty much had like given up. Then I actually had a friend who got like gastric bypass. So I like had emailed her and I was like, Hey, what was this like? And she told me about it. And I was like, Oh gosh, like I, I mean, I have total respect for people who do go that route, but listening to everything that she went through, I was like, this isn't for me because I know for myself that this is a bigger issue. Like if I get gastric bypass and I lose the weight, I'm still, I'm still an emotional eater. I'm still eating food that is causing me to be like craving it. I'm hungry all the time. Like there's, there's something bigger to this. So I knew that even that wouldn't be like a long-term success for me. So I chose not to go down the surgery path. 
And then one day I just happened to be on Reddit and they have a thing called Photo Friday. And there was a before and after picture of somebody who looked very similar to me, kind of same starting weight. And, and they, were, they weren't selling anything. They, weren't, they were just kind of like sharing their story. And I was like, what is keto? I've never heard of it. So I kind of looked at that and I was like, all right, uh, you know, I had gotten to the point where like, I didn't want anybody to like sell me any shakes or sell me any, like, I just, I didn't want anything except for like somebody who was in my shoes, who knew what it was like, who struggled, who found something that actually worked. And so then I started researching keto like crazy and there wasn't like a ton of information out there, like, but there was enough that I could really kind of get a grasp of what it was. And I was like in IRC trying to like find out the questions that I didn't know, like from people who maybe were probably new at this too. So I, I made a lot of like newbie mistakes, but it was cool because like, I just continued to kind of dig and grow and find my own path. Cause as you know, like it, this looks different for everybody. So I think it was kind of nice when I could actually get to the point where I could break out of the box of like, well, here's what keto is. And then it's like, well, then what's your, like, what works for your body and what makes you feel good and what's your own path. So that's kind of like how I discovered keto. And then ever since then, it's just been a complete life changer. Back to today's episode in a sec. Some people choose to do plant-based keto, others do carnivore-based keto, and I'd like to think I'm somewhere in the middle, loving meat and plants. I thrive on the right kind of animal protein, protein from healthy animals, animals that get treated fairly, have happy lives on pasture, and are raised ethically. This is why I choose to eat grass-fed and finished beef, free-range chicken, heritage-bred pork, and wild fish. I'm so happy I can get these options from ButcherBox, a meat subscription service I've used since 2016. Listeners of the show get two pounds of free wild Alaskan sockeye salmon this month. All you have to do to claim your free salmon is go to butcherbox.com slash keto diet between now and January 31st, 2019. Order a box and get your two pounds of free wild Alaskan sockeye salmon at butcherbox.com slash keto diet. Okay, back to today's episode. Yeah, it's such a beautiful story. And I'm so happy that you found keto the way you did. My story was similar. I was just like scrolling on Instagram and somebody used the hashtag keto. I'm like, what's a keto? (laughs) And that's how it started. (laughs) Uh, So you mentioned um, there was something bigger to this. The reason you decided not to get surgery, you knew that there was something bigger and you chatted a little bit about, it sounds like emotional eating and just dealing with those emotions. So you started keto and then those emotions, did they just go away? Or how did you deal with that throughout eating keto? No, I think, I think if anything, it made me have to really focus on them more than anything. Because I think in the past, I just kind of always put the focus on like, it's the food that I'm eating. And while it was for like a big part, a lot of it was my mindset, my lack of belief in myself. I had really, really low self-esteem. I, I guess I... Ultimately, I didn't really believe in in my ability to succeed and that played like a huge role in it. So basically while I was going through keto, it was really important that like when I was starting, I was actually processing why I was eating and when I was hungry. So I would I would basically like stop before I was would eat anything and I'd be like, okay, am I actually like really hungry or is like something bothering me? Am I stressed out about something? Like what's going on in my life? What's going on in my head? Am I hydrated? Like what's, you know, cause I, I really had to kind of relook at like 
what was I really actually hungry? Growing up, like we had a very tumultuous childhood. Um, there was a lot of uh, back and forth and our family, um, our parents were divorced. Then we ended up growing up with my dad and, you know, he didn't have a lot of money. So we lived in like garages that were converted into a room and didn't have kitchens. And, you know, we were barely getting by and he did the best that he could, but we ended up eating at McDonald's like every night. Like if we would pull through, they would know our order by our car. I mean, it was like, that was just what we did. We ate pizza and everything processed and pre-made and reheated and fast food. And then on top of it, when things would be difficult or like we were going through times and there was like a lot of fighting and stuff, my dad would be like, all right, guys, like, let's go get an ice cream. Like, let's, let's just like, let's get out of the house. And, you know, I think just early on, I kind of started like turning to food to like handle different emotions or things that I was going through. So when I started doing keto, I was kind of like, holy moly, like I have to take care of this too. Like, it's not just going to be the food that I'm eating because I can eat too much of the foods that I should be eating anyway. So I had to kind of start working through like why and how I was dealing with like what I was eating. So I did, I started counseling. Like there, I, I went through multiple levels of fixing and working on like the issues that I had with food. And a lot of people listening that may be new to keto because it's a new year and people are like, I'm going to do this keto thing. And they're listening to this episode <laughs> and they're like, how is it even possible? I've tried this so many times in the past and it hasn't worked out. Would you feel, do you agree with when you go keto and you start eating fat, something happens to your brain that makes it possible to deal with this stuff that you couldn't before. Did you experience something similar to that? For sure. Like hands down, I think the mindset stuff is very important, but I think keto is very specifically helpful in this situation, especially to emotional eaters or people with like binge eating issues, because you literally for the first time in your life feel satisfied from the foods that you're eating. And that is like, that is the weirdest feeling to somebody who like, literally I never felt full before. I, I could like have lunch and then someone would call and be like, Hey, you want to go have lunch? And I'd be like, Oh, I just see. But like, yeah, sure. Like, let's go eat. Like I, it was like, I was never full. And so when I switched over to keto, I was like, Oh my gosh, like that's that peacefulness I was talking to you about. It's just like, I was like, I'm not obsessed with this food anymore. Like, I like, I, I still enjoy it. It still tastes great, but you know, I've, like I'll go to lunch with you and like sit and like have a water and hang out. But like, I didn't feel the need to like eat and eat and eat anymore. And I think having that, having a diet where you're not eating things that cause like that ongoing cravings is just so supportive of you really living a lifestyle that you can stick to. Cause I just think you're at a better place, you know? Totally. And so you mentioned a little bit of cravings and mindset. I think because diet culture, a lot of us say that in order to hold on to a diet, we need a lot of willpower. We need to like keep it going because it's the hardest thing ever. Did you find that with your experience with keto or were you able to hold a different mindset because of that balance and because you started to feel so good? You know, I think like the first two weeks, I definitely think were a little bit more of a struggle. I actually started keto on like January 1st of 2015 and bombed out the same day. Like I, I just, I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't make an entire day. My first, like my first go at it. 
And then I was like, why, you know, I eventually got to this place. I think it was like around the 15th of January where I'm like, why am I waiting for like the first of the year, a Monday after this vacation? I'm like, this is my life. And in the in-betweens of all this, like my life is passing me by. I'm morbidly obese. There is no guarantee that I'm going to even be around to see my daughter grow up if I keep going down this path. Like it's time to stop these excuses and it's time to really focus on changing my life for the better. So I you know, the first two weeks were a challenge. It was definitely a lot of like detoxing from that sugar. I had cravings. I was cranky a little bit. I was, you know, I was, you know, just when I was getting into like ketosis for the first time, then I really started to feel that shift. But I definitely did feel like I was scared to ever have anything that wasn't keto at all, because I was afraid that because I had failed so many times at other different diets and ways to lose weight, that if I had one thing, that might be the thing that would like send me off the deep end. And then I would like get back into that vicious cycle of like, you know, yo-yo dieting. So for the first year that I did keto, almost that entire first year, I tracked everything that I ate. Um, and I also didn't have anything like my neighbor would be like, Hey, try a piece of this, like a bite of this watermelon. And I'd be like, no, like, you know, so now looking back, I, I think that some of that time was good for me because I think I needed to, I needed to stay on course. But looking back now, I definitely think that I overcorrected to the point where I didn't have to be that crazy about it. But during that time, I also did a lot of kind of work on why I was eating. And I think it was important for me to have kind of a, a little bit of work done in that first couple months of really being committed to the lifestyle and, and being in touch with my body as far as like if I was really hungry or not. And then I was kind of better prepared and now like I have a lot more like flexibility, like I'm keto 95% of the time, but like if I'm in Italy or if I'm, you know, somewhere like, and someone's like, try a bite of this watermelon, I'm not like losing it over it, you know? So I, I feel like, I feel like at the beginning, it's kind of like when you start a new job or the first day of school, like you have all your pencils and everything's organized and like you have all your books and you know, everything's like so put together. And then after a while, you're like, oh gosh, I forgot my pencil. Can I borrow it? Like, you know, and then you had to kind of be like, wait, reorganize. So it's, I feel like there's this shift that happens. Like at first you're super focused, super on track, like counting everything. Like if, if you do track or, or like just really, be, really being strict and then you kind of like get into a little bit of a comfortable mode and maybe even a little bit too comfortable mode. And then you have to kind of pivot back. Like it's an ongoing thing, which is kind of funny because I, I had initially thought like I was going to hit my goal weight. And then that was like, then you, you've arrived, you yes. know, but, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, that's actually not true at all. Like, when you hit your goal weight, like you've arrived to like a new thing of like maintenance and then like making sure that you're staying true to like all the things that are important to you and, and, you know, knowing that this is something that you do for the rest of your life. So there's been a lot of like that's happened during like three and a half years that I've been keto, but you know, it's, it's ongoing, you know? Totally, totally it is. And it changes and your body needs different things at different times and being aware of that. How has the relationship with your daughter changed throughout this experience and how did you did you include her in this I know that when my mom used to try to lose weight it was like this big thing and everybody knew about it and she was on a diet and how how has that changed with your daughter well she was two when I started keto so she's she's young enough that it's kind of she understands keto like she understands like the word keto I don't think she really understands the concepts completely and I have been kind of on this ongoing kind of like torn feeling 
I guess not torn, just trying to figure out like a really nice balance. I definitely talked to her about food and nutrition and the importance of making sure that we're putting like good things in our bodies. But I also don't want her to be the kid that we go to the birthday party and she like is the only one that can't have a cupcake when all the other kids are having a cupcake. So I've had to kind of try things and adjust and try things and adjust. And I think being a mom in general is like the hardest job ever because it's like you want to give them a wor- like the whole world, but you also want to give them everything that they need to be healthy and to make good decisions. And, and I don't want her to struggle with her weight in the way that I had. And nutrition was not something that was talked about when I was growing up. And I, I feel like if it would have been, it would have been really helpful for me. Like we literally drank soda instead of water in our house. Like I would wake up in the morning and like get a soda. Like I, you know, it's, that's just kind of how it was. So, you know, I talked to her about the importance of like drinking water and making healthy choices. And it's great because at their school, like the rule is like you eat the healthy thing in your lunchbox or with your lunch first. But, you know, she's, I feel like we have kind of found a good balance. Sometimes she eats stuff that I'm like, oh gosh, I'm an awful mom. I can't believe I let her eat that. You know, like, and you, you have all these judgments of yourself as a mom, like, cause you, you love them so much and you want to do good for them. But like, the truth is, is like, none of us are perfect and we all have like busy lives and we're all these scheduled things to be running to. And sometimes it's not perfect, but I think as long as she has that foundation, Um, which I think that she does. I think that she'll be able to kind of have a healthier relationship with food. I know some people, like my best friend, actually, her mom was like very, very health conscious. And like, she wasn't allowed to have any any of the, the things that like, you know, a lot of kids have in their lunch boxes. And she told me that like what ended up happening was she would eat all those things and hide them from her mom or she would go to school and then she would like trade to like get those things. And she, the, but the underlining thing is she was hiding stuff from her mom. Like she would get food and then she would like hide it in a drawer and like hide it under her clothes. And I'm like, okay, I definitely, I don't want to go that route, you know? So I think we found a good balance so far. Yeah, that's awesome. I was one of those kids whose moms were like really into health and I hid a lot of food from my mom. (laughs) Yeah. And that wasn't a healthy behavior either at all. I know. It's such a hard balance though, you know, because it's like, it's like, it's so easy for it to just kind of slide into like all this junk. I mean, even the way that food is targeted and advertised towards kids, like you go down an aisle and it's like, mom, I want this because Ah. it has like, you know, it has a troll on it, you know, I'm like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. That's such a challenge, I'm sure. Back to today's episode in a sec. Today's episode is sponsored by Key, whole food keto bars created with love by a solo lady keto entrepreneur. I first tried Key bars during sailing training where taking a break for lunch was not in the cards for the entire crew. First bite and I was hooked. These are whole food keto bars. No fiber fillers, no sweeteners, no stevia, no sugar alcohols, just collagen, gelatin, cacao butter, coconut, chocolate chips, and a couple of other whole food ingredients for real food flavor. You can actually taste the ingredients. There are a couple flavor variations of the bar. My personal favorite is quad chocolate because it's nut and seed free. However, Kevin's favorite is chocolate chip. You can try yours today by going to healthfulpursuit.com slash K E and using the coupon code Leanne one zero that's L E A N N E one zero for 10% off. If you're unsure of the link, simply check out today's show notes for all the details. 
Okay, back to today's episode. So going from your mentality and your belief system and everything before you started keto to now, what have you noticed? Um, just your outlook on life, has it changed just going through this experience? Yeah, you know, I think I think if anything, I just appreciate and don't take my life for granted. I think I spent the majority of my life counting myself out, sitting on the sidelines, not showing up for myself or like I, I would I was great at showing up for other people, but I was never good at taking care of myself. And I I think I definitely turned into like a people pleaser because I was like, well, maybe people will see like the value in me if I do all of these things for them. And like, really, I didn't even know my own value at the time. Um, So I think I just kind of overextended. I redirected. It was much easier for me to focus on problems other people had than myself. And I think for a while, I was just kind of like, I was just using every distraction possible not to actually like work on myself. And then after my daughter was born, things kind of started to change where I kind of realized that in order to take the best care of her, I needed to be in a good place. So taking care of myself actually took care of her even better. So I kind of had to pivot of like, it's not selfish for me to take care of myself. I'm a much better, better mother to her if like my cup is filled and I'm feeling good and I have the energy to take her out to the park and run around with her. I hope you're totally digging this episode. I love putting these together every week and I hope you're getting something out of it. I love seeing where you're listening from. So next time you're listening or even right now, take a picture of yourself watching the show or a screenshot of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram at healthful pursuit. And if social isn't your thing, that's totally fine. Just jump on your favorite podcast player and leave a review for the show. Okay, back to the good stuff. I was actually watching some videos yesterday of when she was a baby. And I think this is kind of that moment where I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm going to need to change because this girl's got a lot of energy. And like, I, you can see me in the video and I'm probably about 300 pounds and I'm just like rocking her back and forth. And like, she wants to play, but like, you can see in my face that I'm just like exhausted and having a hard time moving. So I think that the way that my life has really changed a lot is just like, being able to like enjoy daily activities and not be in pain, not be uh, exhausted, you know, taking the stairs, like walking outside and like running to the park with her and chasing her. It's like all those things that I, I don't think I would have been able to do because getting out of bed was painful at 300 pounds. So I think it's just kind of given me a new lease on life. I'm so happy for you. That's so great. And to have watched your transition on YouTube, I'm just so thankful that you recorded all of those videos and just like all those awkward you. videos. It was so great though. It was so great to just tune in every week and kind of see that transition and understand what you were going through. I think at the time you probably didn't know what you were doing, like how you were helping other people. But I think seeing that transition and understanding what you were going through has helped so many more people than you probably will ever know has helped. So thank you so much for creating those, even though I'm sure it was awkward because YouTube is always awkward. (laughs) Oh man. I know this is like my, it's funny because whenever I do like a recording now and I see this in the backdrop, I'm like, this brings back so many memories because this is like where I sat like week after week after week for over a year doing those videos. And the first one is always painful to look at because I'm like, (laughs) oh gosh, like I, and like the first couple of weeks I said keto, 
like and so i like i was like mispronouncing stuff and i was i was like i was like awkwardly like looking i was so it was a mess but i am appreciative to like be able to look back and see it you know it's like i think it's great to just be vulnerable and let people know what you're going through and and that lets other people know that they're not alone in the struggles that they're going through and the ups and the downs and the in-betweens and this community the keto community is like the most amazing support system in the world and i just think that the more we all connect like the better yes i couldn't agree with you more suzanne where can people find more from you so I am across the board at Keto Karma. Um, and then I have a blog, ketokarma.com. So it's basically across the board. And then on YouTube, it's Keto Karma 2015. So that's the only odd one off, but everything else is there. <laughs> and do you have a book? I do. So um, I have a book called Simply Keto. And that's in on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Target now and all major booksellers. I think it's actually in Costco right now as well. Nice. Cool. Well, we'll include all those links in the show notes and everything. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.